Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Bad to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ, people. Do I have a lesson for you all today? Because at the end of the day, Christ Jesus, our Lord who died for us so that sin will no longer have mastery over us. It doesn't have dominion. It doesn't have a say. As a matter of fact, it is dead as far as we are concerned, right? Amen. Okay, so our Lord have told us time and time again and warned us about false prophets, false teachers, and the danger of false doctrine. People, okay, hold on. Let me take a sip of my coffee and Ali Cali, this is for you. Amen. And it is hot. And it is my French vanilla. Amen. So, today, what do I want to talk about? Because let me tell you, these false teachers, they do not want me to come out of Second Peter chapter 2. Because they keep me in Second Peter chapter 2. You want to know why? Because... The Holy Spirit wants me to keep before everyone's eyes and mind that these people, like the Bible calls them, these people, to me, it seems like they have nothing better to do than to twist the scriptures. And so we have to know what they look like what they sound like, because if we let them tell it, oh, they are preaching the gospel. So before we get started with today's lesson slash slash exhortation slash y'all better stop it. Amen. Let us pray. (laughs) Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, our heavenly father, Hallowed be thy name, Father. Make your name great in this earth. 
Father, we need you and we want you. We praise your holy name. Father, thank you so much. Through Christ Jesus, you sent him out of your love for this world. We needed a savior, Father. Now, looking back, because in the moment of sin, the last thing that we were trying to do was to seek you. And you told us that in your word that men do not seek God. But thank you for your grace, your amazing, abounding, never-ending grace and your mercy that you bestowed upon us. You fixed this relationship that we broke. We broke fellowship with you when we turned to this world and to sin. And then once we was in the sin, we made excuses for it. We wasn't looking for a savior. For the most part, we thought we didn't need a savior, but oh, woe is us how we need Christ Jesus. And so, Father, with today's lesson, may the Holy Spirit express himself to show us through your word what these false teachers look like, what they sound like. Father, they are putting your people back on that broad path, back in the line of hell's fire. So, Father, I ask for wisdom. I ask for clarity of mind. Show me the deep things in your word I want to learn so that so that I can turn around and teach it to someone else father I love the brethren and the last thing that I want to see is them being played by these false teachers father because you know I was steeped in that prosperity gospel and how week after week night after night I would I would feed on the garbage so, Father, if there's anything that I can parlay from my experience, may it goes forth to your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, I love you, Father. Glory be to your name. Amen. So, people, <laughs> what was I doing today? I was at my second job on Facebook. Yes, <laughs> I'm choking on the coffee, Allie. <coughs> Come get me, girl. I'm over there on Facebook, right? AKA the Lion's Den. And so when I get to posting things, if I'm trying to include an illustration about what the Holy Spirit I believe is leading me to let the people know whether it's about sin, repenting, you know, my whole schmeal. And so I go onto the internet looking for images or maybe memes to correlate what I'm saying, because sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. And then the gift of writing, glory be to God, comes out in me. And sometimes instead of maybe just throwing up a sentence or two, here I go 
writing a whole dissertation. That's only because I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to expand on what I thought was just a one-liner, if you will. Okay, so when I look for images to correlate, it also gives you a link to that page. So sometimes I'll open it up just to make sure that this image I'm about to post is not attached to some false some false doctrine because a lot of the times I have to bypass a perfect image that I believe would hit home on what I'm trying to convey. But then Holy Spirit is like, click on that. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I go and click on it and the first couple of lines, perfect, lining up with the scriptures. And then I get to the second paragraph and here we go. Here we go with the nonsense. And I'm like, but wait a minute. You were just saying this, but now you're saying that. So, and that, and that is what inspired me for today's lesson. So I was looking for something to go along with the teaching that I was going to do about how sin no longer has dominion over us. I was just looking for an image, something to go along with the teaching. And so I click on the link and here we go. Now I'm thinking with my little pea brain because I keep telling you all, I am not that smart. The only thing that sets me apart, I believe, is that I love Jesus. And so I love his word. I love studying the word. I love delving into it. And so, and this is not a boast or a brag or whatever. It's just my day-to-day experience that when I am in the word, it's like I'm just soaking it up. And so when you do that consistently, right? When you do that consistently. Now, for me, am I in the word of God every single minute of the day, every single day? No, but I'm in it a big chunk of my life. Amen. And so, especially like 2 Peter chapter 2, which I love, 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 love. I tend to be in there a lot. Why? Because of what I ran into today. Because of the false teachings. Because of the apostate pastors and leaders in the false church that for many years I was sitting up under the word of faith movement and I bought into every lie they had to dish out. And so maybe, maybe it's like this mission of mine to, to rectify the wrong that's coming down off these pulpits. These people are lying. And for what? You have to, you have to think about what is the mindset of someone who, who is reading these scriptures, and for the most part, went off to that Illuminati Luciferian seminary school that you would think that they have education when it comes to the scriptures because they all bought into the lie that 
in order to preach God's word and to understand the scriptures that you have to pay people, these institutions, at least 70 racks just to know what the what the Bible has to say when Christ Jesus gave up his life so that the Father can send the Holy Spirit and that the Bible tells us that that he teaches us all things and what he teaches is the truth. It is not a lie. So anyway, before I get off on another tangent, let me just stick. Oh, oh, and I got notes today. Unlike what was it yesterday? So I'm going to try to stick to my notes, but I was laying the foundation of that because I've gone through that experience. I've gone through the hurt, right? Holy Spirit, that when my eyes, my spiritual eyes were open to the fact that this so-called man of God been lying to me. Not only me, but the 30, 40,000 members sitting up in his church. And I remember driving in my car when it hit me like a lightning bolt. I was actually crying like a baby to the father to ask, why would a person do that? You mean to tell me all of this is for money? Holy Spirit said, yep, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's like these people don't even know me like that to just maliciously on purpose lie for no reason. When all I was trying to do was to learn about God, how to walk this life out because I'm still in sin because they stroked my ego and that's and that's is the lesson that I'm going to get to if I can ever get to it. But how they they lie they lie they they twist the scriptures to massage your egos that even though that you are in sin but as long as long as you keep coming to us week after week we'll work on that just just make sure you drop the duckets in the buckets and we'll give you eight steps to your financial success come Wednesday night. Oh, absolutely not. So, like I said, these false teachers keep me in Second Peter chapter 2. So, I don't even know what to name today's lesson. Do I name it? We ain't stupid. We, we read the scriptures. Or do I name it, you know, how sin does not have dominion over us? Do I name it, once again, a false teaching coming down the pike, screaming about that no matter what you do, you can't out God's grace because that's what, when I clicked on that link, because I saw the image that I wanted and the Holy Spirit click on it. I clicked on it and it started off good, but then it started to get shaky when the author of the article come to find that it was a ministry that they were saying that, okay, that how we're not under the law, correct. How we have been saved by grace through faith, correct. So I'm like, yay for that. And then 
they started to do what I'm now going to call the shuffle. That they give you the truth up front, right? And then here they go on the back end, right? Holy Spirit, thank you with the shuffle because I immediately picked up that here we go. This person is about to get into eternal security and that how even though we are under grace, but if we sin, that we don't have to worry about it because grace, all that good grace will, even though you in your willful sin, not even just, you know, a one-time thing and you, you know, you just happen to fall for, for that temptation. And you know what? You repented, you realized the error of your ways. You ain't going to do that no more. Okay. You got the memo like, who, wait a minute. I made a mistake. Oh, and you confess that to the Lord and he promises to forgive you because he is just and he is righteous and he will forgive you. But the way the slant of the article was like, here we go with that other false doctrine that our past, present and future sins highlighting the word future have all, all of that in one big ball has been dealt with at the cross, which is not true. Our past sins, that is what has been nailed on the cross. Because in that moment in time, when you come to Christ and you, you ask for forgiveness of your sins up until that point, all of that baggage back there, yes, that has been forgiven. Going forward, we read the word of God, especially where we see scripture after scripture highlighting, alerting us that, number one, Jesus said to go, comma, and sin no more because he was talking to the woman who was caught in adultery. And when he gave her that command, it was with the implication and expectation that when she faced another temptation for her not to give into it, because also in that command, right, Holy Spirit, it was built in forgiveness because Jesus says, I don't condemn you. I don't, but go and sin no more. That means once, thank you, Holy Spirit. That once you have been forgiven, the command is not to, well, you can slip and slide your way up and down and all around and through your, your sin because I'm still, I still got this great big old grace. No, it is that if you, and this is why we must study the scripture. This is why you must be indwelled with the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says that if the whole look, if the Holy Spirit is not in you, you are not going to be able to discern the scriptures because they these scriptures are holy and they need to be discerned only through the Holy Spirit because he's our teacher. Because if the Holy Spirit is not in the person, then this is what happens. You get these false teachings. You get on purpose twisting 
into a pretzel of the scriptures and cherry picking and taking things out of context because the false preacher, like over here in Second Peter chapter 2, all he wants is your money. Because if we look at verse 1 of Second Peter 2, out of the New Living Translation, it says, But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. <clears throat> they will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. So apparently these people were saved. They were bought by the blood of Jesus. And then, and then it goes on to say, in this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Many, verse 2, will follow their evil teaching and shameful immorality. These people are stuck in sexual sins. Listen. It goes on to say, and because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. It's talking about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that how he died and was buried and on the third day by the work and, and to the glory of God by the Holy Spirit. Christ Jesus was raised out of the grave. Our sins were dealt with because Jesus, he was perfect and sinless. And so when we obey the gospel, that means that we, we understand that Christ died for our sins and that sin no longer has dominion over us. And we follow the command to go, comma, and sin no more. That's what we do. Why? Because we are, we, we believe the gospel and now we will obey the gospel. And so look, it says that, and because of these teachers, the way of truth will be slandered. Verse three, in their greed, they will make up clever lies to get a hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago and their destruction will not be delayed. Amen. And so I said all of that to get to what I want to talk about today, because yes, the topic is that sin no longer has mastery over you. And the subtitle is that we must constantly be aware of false teachers and false doctrines because like I was saying about the article the way it was starting to slant was that yes sin no longer has dominion over you but because of God's grace that no matter what you do that including your future sins have all been nailed to the cross so even though you sin you will never be condemned and I'm like, what? Excuse me. So that just got me off on a tear with the lesson because I was just, <laughs> right, Holy Spirit? I was just looking for an image to go along with the fact that I was just going to simply say that correct. 
sin no longer has dominion over us. But reading that, that just got my spirit all riled up. So look, people, do not let the false pastor and his apostate church filled with lukewarm and backsliding Christians convince you that your future sins have all been taken care of at the cross and that there is no way possible for you to lose your salvation even though you are in practicing willful you better stop it sin amen and so look so I am going to pick on the false doctrine of once saved, always saved. You want to know why? Because in my estimation, that this particular false doctrine of eternal security and what they love to misinterpret all the time and teach it, wrongly when Jesus said that how no man can pluck you out of his hand if you study the word like it tells us to show ourselves approved so that we can know what is the perfect will of God listen it doesn't take a a rocket scientist to Read between the lines, if you will, in your study, break it down. That that means that you can surely jump out of Jesus' hand by going back to your vomit. Listen, it's not like they don't know that people backslide. Because according to 2 Peter chapter 2, these people are what shameful they are in shameful shameful immorality and when the bible says immorality it is talking about sensual sexual carnal worldly sins sex that these people they commit adultery with their eyes because it says it over here let me see if i can put my eyes on it uh, yeah verse 14 of second peter 2 it says they commit they who these false teachers they commit adulteries adultery with their eyes and their desire for sin is never satisfied they lure unstable people into sin and they are well trained in greed and look the bible says that they live under god's curse so why in the world would we want to continue for a second moment longer sitting up under them under that false doctrine of tithing putting ourselves back up under God's curse right along with them because Ezekiel 14:10 says about the punish <clears throat> about the punishment how if we don't come out from the false prophet that we too shall share in their punishment you got to be kidding me so now look yeah, we picking on one saved, always saved, because I see this a lot among the body of Christ, because people have fell for the lie like I have. And that is why I am screaming aloud, people, we don't get 
to stay in sin once we come to Christ. That is the rudiment of Christianity. Because if that's the case, then Jesus died for nothing. Jesus died that brutal and horrific death for nothing. If we allow sin to continue to dominate us, if we if we don't have the will and the commitment and the discipline over time, listen, you gotta right, Holy Spirit, you gotta crawl before you walk. This is a sanctification process. You're not going to get all of this on day one. None of us are because you know why? Because we still um, still shaking off that flesh whenever something that used to get us entangled is still beckoning. But we have to be of the mindset and be like, no sin. Say no to it. You say no to everything else. Say no to those things that you know for a fact will send you back onto that broad way back to hell. You know you ain't supposed to be sleeping with that married man. You know you ain't supposed to be smoking weed and drinking alcohol like a fish. You know it. But then because you're sitting up under the false pastor with all of his hyper grace and that how God is so loving and that at the end of the day, no man, including yourself, can pluck you out of Jesus hand. And that is a lie. So now look. The one saved, always saved doctrine of devils. Listen, they try to explain that God's grace says sin no longer has dominion over you. But that if you do sin, don't worry about it because God got you covered under his abounding grace. You know what? And that's the thing about false teachings. They tell you a smidgen of the truth mixed with a great big lie filled with misinterpretations. Listen, (laughs) conveniently, though, they never tell you that you need to repent because that bit of truth that they just said Right? That how? Yup, absolutely. That God grace is merciful and he extends it to us when we miss the mark. Jesus, the Bible says, is our advocate with the Father. That through his shed blood, that God now sees us as righteous. Why would you want to why you want to hurt his feelings and and turn what he did for us all into a farce you are you are mocking Jesus crucifixion that that brutal that he was beaten so severely that the bible says in Isaiah 52 that he looked unrecognizable as a human being The people were astonished 
when they looked upon Jesus hanging up there on the cross, the Bible says that he was marred beyond any other person. He, he didn't even look human. And for you to want to keep sleeping with Bob, who is married, and you don't even care because you think, well, all I got to do is pull 1 John 1, 9 out the back pocket because the pastor told me that, yeah, I that house sin doesn't have control over me, but I got this little ticket promise over here that all I got to do is just confess it and God has to forgive me because he is just and he is righteous. But see, y'all keep forgetting the end of that scripture to cleanse us, to purge us from all unrighteousness. Fine, you missed the mark. Okay, but going forward, don't do it again. Don't make this a habit because let me tell you, where there is no fear, right, Holy Spirit? Where there is no fear of the Lord, people will continue to do evil because the Bible says that where there is fear of the Lord, people, it says men shun evil. That means they don't want nothing to do with it. And besides all of that, if you love Jesus, you said you do. Well, he said, if you love me, obey me. Obey my commandments. Listen, Jesus don't want to hear your lip service. He don't want to hear you talking out of both sides of your neck, talking about, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I do read my Bible. Oh, I do take sermon notes. I do go to church every week. Listen, I am a faithful tither. Yeah, but come Friday night, what you doing, Monica? What you doing, Jasmine, on the Friday night down at the club, knowing you got to go to church on your pagan Sunday? So don't let me get started. So now look, like I said, yes, they give us the truth. But then conveniently, they never tell you that you need to repent and that you need to forsake sin, never to go back to the vomit. And that if you don't stop it, you are back in line for hell's fire once again. Because look, okay, they could, they could stand up there all day with their hyper grace. But let me tell you, they would have to get past Hebrews 10.26. Because like that article I was reading, that... The more I kept reading, because I said, okay, let me just continue to read. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? He, the person is saying that to get to a point, okay? But the more I kept reading, the more it sounded like that once saved, always saved. It sounded more and more like that, that hyper grace. And sure enough, that's what it was because at the, the, the meat of it all was that no matter what you do, sin will never, it will never condemn you. And I'm like, well, that's not what the scriptures say. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Because if you, if you go back, listen, if you go back out 
into the world and get entangled all over again. The Bible nowhere in scripture that says that you will still get to go to heaven. It do not, nor is it ever implied. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, who was sent to us. Listen, they are going to have to get past Hebrews 26 that says, if we deliberately, deliberately, listen, the Bible says that, that God knows that we are of the dust. Romans tell us that there's a battle going on, the flesh and the spirit, our spirit upon, upon salvation. That's the only part of this three part body that has been completely regenerated. That means that we are living in a body. We have a soul and we have a spirit. So, so man is a three part being. So out of all those three parts, only one has been regenerated. Only one has been regenerated, which is our spirit. Our dead spirit has been born again. That's the only part of us. The only part that has been born again that is in complete alignment with the word of God and the Holy Spirit. The problem is the flesh. The flesh man and our soul and the soul is made up of your mind, your will and your emotions. So what you think, what you feel, all of that, all of that gets put into play when the body wants to go and do something contrary to the spirit. Okay, so. Listen, God gets it. God, listen, God is the most pur purposeful being you will ever know. He knows you from top to the bottom. He knows the beginning from the end. So he knows that we are made of the dust. But come on now. You made the commitment because you could have just stayed off in the world and be on your way to hell's fire. Listen, right, Holy Spirit, it's, it's something that comes with you being in the kingdom of light. That means stop sinning. You cannot have your feet in both kingdoms. You cannot. And that's what the lukewarm Christian wants to do. They do some good works, but then they still over here with Satan and all of his hot mess. You cannot. And so it is an oxymoron for them to think that they could be under grace and still be in sin because Jesus said, no matter what I do, I'm still going to heaven. And that is not scriptural, nor is it biblical. No, my pastor told me that. Well, he's a liar. Yep, I'm telling you to your face. He is a liar because his motivation is not you getting to heaven. His motivation is departing you from your money. And that's the facts. No, he's so sweet. He's so kind. First lady and them. Oh, they always giving food and clothing to the homeless. Oh, they got 10 mission groups right now over there in South Africa. So, so what? 
He's still having your tithe though, right? Because the Bible says that we are to give cheerfully, not with a percentage, not browbeating you in the head with another twisted scripture over there in Malachi 3.10. Don't get me started. Listen, I've done numerous teachings on whether, whether or not New Testament saints have to keep any of the 316 laws of Moses. We do not. So where was I? Get me started. So now look, like I was saying, hold on, let me scroll back and see. I I got notes today if I can just stick with them. So now listen, like I said, they tell you a little bit of truth smidgen mixed with the whole great big lie, but see, they're not telling you the other side of the coin because one side is yes God is love and we saw his love in full action over there in John three sixteen that God so loved the world he demonstrated that love by sending Jesus Jesus is the remedy for the sin problem in your life amen and so like I said they got to get past Hebrews 10, 26 that says, and that's where I left off. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. Verse 27, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. So people, where does it say in any of that, that if we deliberately keep on sinning, that we will still get to go to heaven? It does not say it. And you see, I don't know. Ain't nobody standing up in the pulpit, in the, in the, in the church at the pulpit saying, but pastor, waving your arms. What about Hebrews 10, 26? After he just finished giving you a 30 dissertation on the goodness of God's grace. And that even though you sin, that you, you will still get to go to heaven. Yeah. You may have some consequences to deal with it on the earth but at the end of the day you will still get to heaven because sin don't have dominion over you and that how christ nailed it to the cross even your future sins that you didn't even do yet yet yup them sins too yup they won't condemn you but pastor Hebrews 10, 26 just told us if we deliberately, that means on purpose, that's not a slip and you fall and you missed it and you, with godly sorrow, you repented with the commitment, oh, never, never will I ever do that again. I will not sin against my God. No, and you feel horrible. You're like, wait a minute, I know the truth. And then you... Get yourself up and you go forward with the mindset you ain't doing that again. That's where we will get that promise that no man can pluck us out because we we stand on the right path this time. We ain't going nowhere. 
We're not getting back off in sin anymore. We are finally forsaking it. We have now done a 180 back to God. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't doing that anymore, period. So how are they going to get past Hebrews 10, 26? How are they going to get past 2 Peter 2, verses 20 through 22? That says, tell you, that says, and when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That means that this person is a saint on their way to heaven. Glory be to God. They heard the gospel. They got that faith going. So they said yes to the salvation plan of Jesus Christ. Yes, save me, Lord. They knew it. They was walking in it. But then what happened? It says, by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then, and then, thank you, Holy Spirit. Those two words, and then, that means that something was before doing the right thing. And then, and then what? What could have happened between them? What it says, Knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how do you get to the and then part? What you mean and then? It, there should be no and then in the life of a born again, blood bought, new covenant, child of God in Christ Jesus. There shall there there should be there shall be no and then. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There should never be an and then in your jacket now. Listen, it says, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again. Okay? Because if you let the pastor tell it, he make it sound like any sin. The ones that you just... You slipped, okay, but then how about that one that you still haven't put down the weed and you calling yourself a Christian? Oh, well, I'm a Christian who loves to smoke weed. Ma'am, there is no such thing as a Christian who loves to smoke weed because 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 tells us that a sorcerer and, and um, I was going to say, an idolater, I was going to say adulterer, and an idolater will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will not. So if you say that you can't put that weed down and how your whole day revolves around you smoking that weed, well, then guess what? You have made that plant an idol, and that is God's creation. You are idolizing a tree a plant that you feel in your life that it will not be complete and functionable unless you smoke this weed to get your mind right to deal with Sally down at the job before you kill her. Oh, absolutely not. That is an excuse. Well, Jesus knows my heart. Yeah. 
Jeremiah, what is that? I keep forgetting. Is it Jeremiah 19, Jeremiah 17? Hold on. I got to look it up because this it, it drives me bananas. Hold on. I believe, come on, phone. Let's do this. Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah 17, verses 9 through 10. Let's read it. Because this is another one that we got to <laughs> stop saying as an excuse. Oh, Jesus knows my heart. Look what he says about the heart. Jeremiah 17, 9, 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart I tried the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. That means that if you're still smoking that weed, you still you still sleeping around, you still practicing witchcraft with all the drugs that you are using to get your mind right, when when in fact all you're doing is manipulating your mind, and that is witchcraft. God says that He will give to every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So y'all keep playing. Okay, y'all keep sitting up under these wolves in sheep clothing when the Bible clearly tells us in Romans 16 verses 17 to 18 to mark them and to avoid them. They come with a fine sounding words, deceiving the simple. It says in that scripture that they talking about them false teachers, do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies. These people are selfish and they're only looking out for themselves. They could give two flips about whether or not you get to heaven. So come on. I don't care how sweet and nice he is. I don't care how charismatic, how prolific he sounds. None of that matters when you're sitting in hell waiting for the final judgment. Listen, they are going to have to get around. Like I said, Second Peter chapter 2, they're going to have to get around Hebrews 10, 26 and in closing. They will have to get past all of the New Testament scriptures that warns us that our salvation is not secured. Why? Because even Jesus himself tells us to stand firm until the end. The end of what? What? To the end of that apostate sermon? No, to the end of the age until he comes. Listen, sanctification is not a done deal when you come to Christ. It is a process. We are being saved, being saved, not saved. And that's it. And we sit back and enjoy the ride while we still off in our sins with the false security that we got this in the bag and we do not we don't people we got to wake up and smell the false doctrine for what it is it is of the devil glory be to god listen
The scriptures warn us that our salvation is not secured because of willful and practicing sin still in our lives. So, don't believe the lie that you got this in the bag while you smoking your weed and sleeping around. It ain't happening. And I don't care what scriptures that you can pull out about God's grace because they are good. They are righteous and it is a comfort. It's a comfort to know that he had mercy on us. He didn't give us what we deserved. He gave us what we didn't deserve, which is his mercy and his grace. Because if truth be told, we all should be sitting in hell somewhere. But glory be to God. He demonstrated his love by sending Christ Jesus as the savior, the only one, the only one that can save a man from their sins is the Lord Jesus Christ. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not the Mormons, not Jehovah Witnesses, and definitely, definitely not the pagan Roman Catholic Church. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, we have to read, okay? We got to read 1st and 2nd John about how we live in the light and we don't go on sinning. We don't because somebody has to tell you that we do not go on sinning. No one should be giving us the green light about sin. Listen, it should prick our hearts every time we go into a brick and mortar church. That pastor, his job is to get you to be prepared to meet the living God when he calls you out of that body suit. His purpose is to get paid. The Bible just told us they are steeped in sexual sins and greed. So listen, if we read the Bible for ourselves, we would have seen, okay, just alone, alone, and first John, read all of first John, read all of second John, because in those two chapters, in those two books, it tells us about how we live in the light and that we don't go on sinning and that how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. That is why I can't say it enough. We must study the Bible for ourselves in order to know what God has to say about sin, about salvation, and about eternity. Listen, what is true, okay, is that sin no longer has mastery over you. Why? Because Christ Jesus died for your sins. He paid the price that the wages of our sins demanded, which is death. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 6.23 that the wages of sin is death. Okay. And that how Jesus 
paid that price by dying on the cross. Jesus paid our sin debt in full by dying on the cross on our behalf. Do not be deceived. Christ's death and burial and resurrection abolished the power and control that sin had over our lives and that you must repent and leave the sin alone and stop playing with it. Stop it. Do not be mistaken that if you, and I'm going to say this loud for the people in the back who still wants to hang on to, no, 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 no. I said the sinner's prayer. I went down to the altar call. I'm saved because my pastor said, welcome to the family. I'm going to say it loudly. Do not be mistaken that if you practice willful sin habitually, there is no more sacrifice that's needed to be done. God has done everything needed to be done to save your soul from hell. How dare you mock that by staying in your sins, thinking it's going to be okay. Sis, it is not. Brother, it is not. Trust me, you do not want to have egg on your face standing before the living God talking about, but the pastor told me. Listen, God has done everything. There is no more sacrifice that's needed to be done because by you staying in that willful, habitual practicing sin that you say that you can't give up and that how it is impossible to stop sinning, that's because you don't want to stop sinning. And that's the bottom line. Listen, you have in essence jumped out of Jesus hand when he told us that no man can pluck us out of you have my friend forfeited your salvation because you you refuse to stay out of sin listen and this is the super close pastor you wolf in sheep clothing we ain't stupid Okay, we read the scriptures. You can't get us with that one saved, always saved nonsense. Like Colossians 2, 8 calls it. Let's go there. Come on. I'm trying to close. The Holy Spirit want us to go to Colossians 2. So the next time you hear something that at the very least goes against Hebrews 10, 26 and 2 Peter 2 verses 20 to 22, you're going to be like, nope, 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 nope. Look, here we go. What I say? Colossians 2, 8. Listen, do not let, it says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world talking about satan's kingdom rather than from christ 
Amen. So anybody that tells you that you can stay in your sins and you still get to heaven anyway, that's high sounding nonsense that's coming from the devil. Amen. Listen, pastor, we ain't stupid because we see over here in 2 John chapter 1 verses 8 through 9 that says, watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. Verse 9, anyone Okay, and this right here flies in the face of that whole doctrine, that whole false doctrine of eternal security. Verse nine right here of second John chapter one is about to shut it down. It says anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. And that, my friend, is the bottom line. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. They need to stop it. They need to stop playing because God ain't playing, you playing, and we all need to come out from amongst these mega churches, these local churches, if they are telling you, okay, because today we are picking on the first, um, we, we are picking on the once saved, always saved nonsense that once you got saved, then you will always be saved no matter what you do in the future. Because even those future sins have been nailed to the cross. So no, absolutely not. That, my friend, is false information. And if you stay in your sins, you will go to hell. And that's all I got to say. Listen, we need to come to our senses, the Bible says, and stop sinning. We need to repent, believe the gospel, and obey the gospel, and turn back to God. Amen. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.